Yo, welcome back to Couch Sessions. Today I'm joined with Nick, aka Carmelo. We talk about why he changed his stage name from Nick Carmelo to Carmelo, what that means for his future projects, being a teacher, and we just get to know him more on a personal level. If you're new here, don't forget to like and subscribe on your podcast platform you're listening on, as it not only helps the podcast grow, but it also helps the podcast guests grow as well. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube if you want to see this interview in video, as we're over there as well. And don't forget to like and subscribe there, as that also helps the podcast and the podcast guests. You can support the podcast directly at buymeacoffee.com forward slash couch sessions. There's some cool stuff over there, like early access to episodes, bonus content, and a lot more. I'll be kicking up another podcast over there just for the supporters. Shout out to Nora for being a Couch Hog supporter. But enough of that. Find that comfy spot on the couch and let's get it. Hey Nick, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, just so it's not weird, we did just do this whole interview and I didn't hit record. So <laughs> if everything sounds pre-recorded and robotic, that's kind of why. Yeah. And if there's a little bit more giggling than usual, that's probably why too. Um, tell me where it all started, man. What made you want to get into this? All right. So what made me want to get into this was an artist by the name of Madian. Um, probably a lot of people know him. He's quite popular but I heard him back in high school early high school year seven probably and he just blew my mind he had this sound that's exciting and energetic and it just made me go right oh oh, people make stuff with this actually um pop culture which is his little video where he makes a mashup on the launch pad that made me go oh what like what is that and I did research and I was able to find out about producing and so he is like the catalyst for me wanting to get into production and, and music and mixing and all that kind of stuff. And what was the first step into, like, what was the hardest part getting into music? The hardest part of getting into music was the know-how, especially as a 13-year-old uh, in a high school in Australia who doesn't know what the first thing about music production is, understanding to go and back in that time which was probably i know that sounds like i'm old i'm not that old but um like there wasn't like a lot of youtube tutorials like you go on now and it's just full of youtube tutorials on everything like you can get started straight away no learning curve oh there is a learning curve but not as like steep you can really get your hands in i didn't know what it was i thought you dj and that was what it was you know so i would say getting in the hardest part was actually understanding what you needed to do yeah and what's been the hardest part of your music career, oh, the music journey now? Right now, uh, so it was the self-doubt of mm-hmm. no, wanting to know, am I good enough? And I, my production good enough? Is my sound good enough? Is my mixing good enough? Blah, 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 blah. And like it goes on and it can really stunt creativity, at least for me. Um, so... I would say that was it. And, um, you know, I think sometimes it's warranted. You know, you go, you doubt yourself and and you go, right, well, actually, I found a problem with this and I can fix it or I can find a new sound or, damn, this is trash. Like, I need a new drum set. I need a new new synth. I need a new bass. This intro is trash. (laughs) But, like, 
most of the time you're thinking overthinking it or at least I am you know like I'm a massive overthinker um so and now I think I've come to a place where I'm a little bit more confident with what I've got because it genuinely sounds pretty good not to toot my own horn I'm not trying to but I am trying to be a bit more positive about my stuff and I think it's you know uh at a level where I can doubt myself less but doubt can be good but yeah it can be really stunting if you let it overtake you so and if you could tell 13 year old Nick anything now what would it be (laughs) I would say slow down like you don't need to start putting things out can just produce and produce and produce uh, i'd also say uh listen <laughs> and i uh, yeah i would just say be patient and before you became carmelo you did go under xanax um tell me a little yeah. bit about that and the progression of where you are now with carmelo yeah xanax that's really funny uh, <laughs> <laughs> such a bad name yeah so uh it's actually started even further than back in there that in year seven as the great name Meh M E M E H 2.0. Really good name, really bad name. But um <laughs> uh that's where it started. And then I think I changed it to something like Arts and Crafts with a Z, but that wasn't very good. And then I changed it to oh, there was something in between, gallery. I changed my name to Gallery and I thought, yeah, this is going to be really cool. I'm going to make flumey stuff. Like, this is going to be really crazy. Didn't happen. I had a name of Apostles of with my mate Tim, which we actually got onto uh, a rip collab with one of our songs, which was really cool. Oh. Um, they, they nearly didn't pay us, which was crazy. But um, And then we stopped doing that. And then I had Xanax because I was like, yeah, dubstep. I need something a bit edgy. Xanax is a drug. <laughs> And I'm going to put axe on the end with an E. So it sounds like I'm chopping something yeah. anyway. And then um, my uh, spaces, um, he helped me out. And he's like, that's not a good name. Just straight up, not a good name. And at the time, my name on Facebook where we were messaging was Nick Carmelo, because as a teacher, your last name, you really don't want kids to know that. So they don't come and, you know, friend you or anything. So I had Nick Carmelo because Carmelo is my middle name. It's my grandfather's name. I'm not know. Um, and, uh, he's like, just use your name, Nick Carmelo. It sounds cool. And I did, I changed it to that. And then finally, uh, recently, obviously I'm now just Carmelo. Uh, I just wanted to drop the Nick really succinct, straightforward Carmelo, very easy to understand and remember. And I think it also shows that my brand is fully focused now. Um, and I think it's fully formed. I think it's really like, it's taken a while and, a lot of learning, but it's it's more fully formed and um, prepared, if you will. And from 2013 to now, have you ever felt like giving up? Because you said you had some self-doubt and all that stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, early on, it was just like, go, go, go. Like, I just didn't care. I thought everything I was making was great because I had no context. And then I became an actual adult or maybe a preteen. And then I was like, yeah, no, this isn't great. Um, but uh, I guess more recently, actually, I would say maybe in the last year, there's been more doubt where it's like, okay, why am I even bothering? But really, they're quite fleeting. Um, and as a person who feels they're quite creative and, and really does enjoy producing and doing all this stuff and, you know, yeah, you put in the hard yards, but in the end, you, you know, it shows. Um, so, yeah, I've had 
I've want, like I've thought of it, but really it only lasts, you know, 30 minutes and then you're back at it. Mm. Or you go, no, you know what, mate, you'll just get it again another time. So, yeah, yeah. Um, being a teacher, has any of your kids ever heard your music? <laughs> Not yet. No? Not yet. Uh, early on in my teaching career, I, I was tempted to, but uh, I didn't in the end. And um, those kids that I first taught are now my year six kids, which is really cool. Still haven't heard it. Maybe they'll hear it at the end of the year. Maybe they won't. Um, I'm just trying to keep that separate. I think it's um, very important, especially, you know, when you're working with kids and in a community, just, you know, you don't have to share everything with everyone. Um, but, you know, it is a big part of my life and they know I make music. They do know I make music, but they don't know anything else other than that. So they haven't heard it yet. I don't think they'd like it if they heard it. <laughs> yeah, you said they're year six. I don't think that's their type of music. It's hard to get definitely not the younger generation engaged. Yeah, look, uh, they're they're very much into um, a lot of hip hop, a lot of pop, and especially one four in our community. Uh, if you know where Mount Druitt is, that's mm. that's where around about where I'm teaching. So, yeah, so they definitely don't like that kind of stuff. But you know, there's a chance. <laughs> um, how would you describe your sound? Because you're a bass music artist, right? That's right. Yes. Yeah, bass music, uh, primarily dubstep, but I, you know, I can do everything. No, um, <laughs> but um, I would say my sound is industrial, mm -hmm. um, is the main one, energetic and industrial, uh, the main words I use. And I use that because at least in Tear Out, which is a sub-genre of um, uh, dubstep, which is quite a lot harder, a lot of the drums, a lot of the basses, they're quite tinny, metallic, as if they were coming from a machine. They're like mechanical and offbeat and almost like a machine breaking down. Um, and that's why I would use the word industrial. I think that encapsulates, encapsulates the idea of the music I'm making. Yeah. And you did throw up a showcase on your SoundCloud? Yes, I did. Are any of those tracks finished? And when are we going to get them? Yeah, so we've got a few finished tracks in there uh, and a few uh, whips works in progress there's a lot of acronyms in electronic music um but yeah yeah a few finished ones in fact we'll be getting one of them shortly um but uh we have a few unfinished ones in there but it's really good because i've had someone reach out who wants to collaborate which is really great on one of them um but they're all close to finish at the very least and in fact um a lot of the ones on there were made in the last five days, which is insane because like I was saying, um, I had a lot of self-doubt before and actually I think I had good reason for some of it because doing this new thing has really just gone, like I said, the idea is to be focused and to have high quality music, I think. Well, I don't want to be seen as a beginner anymore. I want to be seen as someone who is to look out for, you know? And I heard some of my older music, which I had a nice bank of, and I said, none of this is unfortunately none of this is good enough you know i put in hours to these songs but i can't i can't just put it in just to fill time on this showcase i need to make new music that actually represents me and has a high quality and so i spent a lot of time over the last five days late nights early mornings working on songs um getting ideas and i think they turned out really well um and i'm really proud of them actually to be honest they're the newer stuff is even i would say my favorite stuff and it's only been made in the last five days so really is yeah that showcase is really showing like current mm. carmel if you don't mind me asking do you have a partner 
I do. Yes. Yeah. My partner's name is Vanessa and she's one of the people who got me into uh, dubstep music. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really how cool. do you balance your life, music and teaching? Like all that. Music and teaching. So and life, it's kind like, of different. And life and yeah. life itself. Yeah, it can be difficult. So I, unfortunately for me as a producer, I have a lot of hobbies uh, other than producing. So I want to do them all. So like I go to the gym five days a week on a really strict program, you know, like heavy lifting kind of stuff. And I want to do really well in that. And then I've got producing and I've got teaching, of course, my profession. And then I also have my lovely partner who I want to spend time with. I also really enjoy being a critic of movies and I really enjoy <laughs> gaming as well. And so, okay, there's all this random shit that I do. So the way I balance it is I just need to make more time uh, for each thing. I need kind of like to prioritize what I need first because I sometimes I just go, I need it all. I need it all or I'm not going to be you know happy with anything. I think really that's not true. I do need to prioritize the more important things. Obviously, most important, my partner and my relationship. And then we've got, you know, producing... Um, gym, and then all that other stuff that I was talking about, that can go to the side. Um, with teaching, usually I, I, I really put my 100% into teaching. I do enjoy teaching a lot. And um, if it's if my music is going to stop me from doing a good job, I, I, need, I do put it to the side sometimes. But currently, because we're in lockdown, I've just been able to do a lot more. It gives us a lot more free time um, and freedom. But I think when, we, when I go back, the way I'll be balancing it is I'm just going to have to you know, set actual timers for things and um, and give myself allotted time to do everything. Because if I don't, I go a whole week without producing and it's just the weekend. But then the weekend's also for me and my partner and, you know, or seeing friends. So timing things, actually giving allotments to what I need to do. Mm. Well, given the fact that you're in lockdown, you could probably smash out like six tracks, an EP and an album before everything goes back to normal. I'm, I'm actually, you know, it's funny. I probably will because we're locked down until the end of September. And not only will I have, you know, lockdown teaching, but after that I'll have holidays. Mm. So I will actually have two weeks of uninterrupted freedom inside. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think you're going to be seeing a lot of new tracks from me very consistently. Um, and then I'm just going to have to keep that up. You know, I'm going to have to hold myself accountable. You did say you're a movie critic? I'm not actually, I just really, really enjoy watching films and, and actually deeply uh, thinking about them more than just that was a cool film. I like Marvel. Not that Marvel's bad. I'm also a DC super nerd, but um, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy watching films and actually thinking about them. Oh, bagging I, I them just... out online. <laughs> no, I, unfortunately, I haven't got to that level of uh, cheesy. I don't think I would get to that. I like just doing it by myself. <laughs> Just sitting know. in a room. Like, that movie was good. Could have been better. Yeah, that's right. Good on you, Nick. You, you <laughs> figured it out, mate. Uh, what's your favorite movie? One. We'll just go with one. One favorite movie. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I actually do have one. Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, Wes Anderson. And um, that is a fantastic film. The worst movie you've ever seen so far. So far? Look, I've actually unfortunately seen a few really bad movies uh, recently being last year. Before that, it was this movie called Iron Skies, but that was bad on purpose. I don't know if you ever saw it. It was about Nazis in space. It was like on purpose ridiculous. Okay. Um, 
and there was some really weird stuff in it and it was like a proper public film um but i would say the worst film i have seen recently was this fantastic beast sequel and where to find them that sucked that was so bad that film oh my god like yeah no, i haven't I seen any film. of those so <laughs> oh, the good first thing. one's fun but the second one is just like the structure is off the dialogue makes no sense the way they go from scene to scene just does not make it does it's just you don't understand what's happening which is really bad in a film you need to know what's happening hmm. you know and like i've seen the room but that's just fun to watch i don't know if you've seen the room like that 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 film is really funny no i'm glad i haven't seen any of them because if you're telling me that they're bad that's a good thing saved me about that's, an hour that's and a half of my time yeah that's it good assumption <laughs> um tell me a bit about the den that's your the show den. Yeah, so it's a, a show. It's like a combination of people, uh, but it's a show made by me and uh, Aiden Plumeri. He goes by, um, great musician. Uh, he's awesome. You should check him out. <laughs> Anyone watching? Um, but like, um, it's basically our way of trying to give back to the community. We're trying to put on a show for those artists who are sub one thousand followers, because at least in our set, in the scene of like. Um, electronic music, I would say in general in Sydney and maybe bass music more, um, like sub 1,000 followers on any platform really means that you're kind of not reaching a lot of people and you, you're you still building that fan base. Once you get 1,000, it, it kind of moves from there. Um, at least that's what I see because I'm not even at 1,000 yet. Mm. Um, but it's really hard, especially in Sydney, to get shows. Like, you know, um, you think about it, there's not many shows for bass music generally so how is someone who has 200 300 all the way up to a thousand followers even going to get on to a stage and you know laundry's gone so that one was really good for people who were like just beginning because because they gave them a chance um but that's gone and and there's not a lot for people so we decided we're going to make a small event you know 100 people hopefully we're actually looking to expand it um because we have a little bit more time we found a few more venues that might be willing to have us and um, basically, we just want to support these artists um, that we know are great uh, financially and with, a, with an audience. Like, we're, we are going to be paying these guys and, um, you know, getting them play in front of a crowd that is there to see them, you yeah. know? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I personally can't stress it enough, but support your locals. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, hugely. And, I, like, we have that uh, Sydney Bass Brigade and, like if we could get people more active and really just supporting the locals or just support your mates. If you see they're doing something, just listen to the song, repost it if you have a SoundCloud or share their story. Like people are just kind of learning that. At least um, my mates are, are learning that. Mm. They, when they do that, it actually really helps. And I'm very, very grateful for them. Like shout out to Zach Wiltshire, legend. Um, he always does it for me. And, and like there's, there's a bunch of people and you just got to, because they're not going to go anywhere, unfortunately. And there's a lot of these artists, like I would say the great thing about bass music right now is that the underground artists, underground being like 1,000 to 4,000, let's say, or 1,000 to 10,000, they're the best music right now. Like I, I, all my playlists are full of them. And yes, because I'm in that scene, but also because they're, they're creative and they're professional, you know, and they're, they're trying something new and they're going to come up and just like blow the roof off. 
And I mean, we were talking about it before the re-record Leo tricks. Like he yeah. he's blown the hell up, and that's because he's off the wall crazy with his production, you know. And I think um, you know, small artists need that recognition, so support them, and they could be the ones that take off. And you know, you could be watching your mate on a massive stage. I think I think it's really nice. It can be really positive if you support your locals. Yeah. Um, you did say something about a thousand followers, but I, I'll quote you here. Next step for me is a thousand followers on SoundCloud and signed to a well-known label. Um, what's a well-known label that you would love to be signed to? I would love to be signed to uh, Odeo Records. I think everyone would love to be signed to Never Say Die. Everyone would love to be signed to Disciple. And of course, I would love to love to be there. But I think someone, a label that I've discovered that I've also been a consistent fan of every release they have, and they release really frequently as well, is Odeo. And it's because they're running this underground sound that is so professional and so unique and still I think could, you know, go to the masses and people would love it especially in that you know bass music scene i just love them and they have such a good ethos so they are the guys who i think my music really relates to at least the new stuff that you would have heard on the showcase um i think that's the place i would love to be and then obviously disciple and all that like i love them and they're they're awesome and they seem super nice Mm. um but yeah currently that's that's the goal yep have you sent anything to them yet or are you just holding out? So I haven't because I'm holding out for maybe the next week and mm-hmm. finalizing everything, making sure it's really nice. And then I am going to start sending out stuff uh, to record labels. Yes. Uh, but not just yet because I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. Um, something I've done in the past is just go, go, go. And then I look back and go, Oh, there was this mistake. There was this mistake. So I'm trying to be a lot more, considered even if that does take a little longer you know i don't think you have to have a label release straight away i I will be releasing by myself for my first release um and i think that's totally fine gives me more freedom it helps me drive that story of the carmelo character my little little dude named carmelo um so i think i will wait out but not for too long maybe a week or two finalize some mixes and um and then send them out because i i do think that they're um, at a level where we can, we being me, can, you know, start to approach a label that is a little bigger and potentially have a chance. Yeah. Uh, there's a good, a few good um, local ones around in Sydney here. Uh, Worstville and. Yes. Yeah. Worstville. They're Worstville. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I listened through their recent one. They had custom on there and they had a uh, bomb mm. from Sydney as well. Right. I think they're from Sydney. Yeah. And I know custom is some made by yeah, Suki. Uh, yes, that's mm-hmm. right. And and then there was a few other people. I, I'm actually from that. Ended up connecting with one of them, and I think he's from the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but yeah, the Worcestershire seems cool. I've, I, they're on my list as well. There's a lot of like I have a notes thing of <laughs> labels that I really want to send music to that I think I connect with. Um, not just random labels because I think another mistake me old me made was just send it out to all the labels but sometimes your music doesn't connect with those labels and then they've got your name and they're like well this guy doesn't know what he's doing hmm. so yeah i've made a nice list and yes Worstville is actually on there <laughs> there's i feel like labels need to market you so if you're self-releasing you've dropped 10 really good tracks 
they'll see that mm. and they'll sign you straight away. You know what I mean? But if you've just dropped like one or two yeah. tracks, they're going to look at you and go, what else do you have other than this one well, you yeah, sent that's us? Right. You know? So self-release, <laughs> nothing wrong with self-releasing. Exactly. And I, especially for someone like me, I like literally went back and deleted all my old stuff. It's gone. So yeah. really it will look like one or two releases. And I think you're hundred percent right. I, I think for me and for anyone out there who's at my level or lower or higher, or even, you know, self-releases are fine. I've done them before and they're great. And if you have a good community, they can, you know, take off a little bit and, yeah. you know, get you some good traction. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with self-releasing at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, I think it's really good. It um, can be really good. Yeah. Some questions to get, you know, get to know you a little bit better. Um, what's your favorite food? Chicken tacos. Yeah. Hands down. Love chicken tacos. And in lockdown, I've made a heap of them and I've been trying to make, I don't know if you like it, but I love Guzman's. Guzman Y Gomez. I love <laughs> their food. And I've been trying to make a version of that I found on the internet, which I think I actually did, which is really good. I've got this marinade down. So yes, chicken tacos for sure. Um, PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox, hands down. Halo, mm-hmm. big Halo fan, big Halo nerd. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Netflix or Disney Plus? Uh, Netflix, um, because of the variety. I do like, I, I think, I don't know if I said it before or not, I'm a massive Star Wars fan, massive nerd. And um, they've got all the Star Wars stuff on there, of course. Like Bad Batch recently was awesome. Mandalorian was great. Um, you know, we got to see Ahsoka Tano, like she's awesome. <laughs> um, but even though I'm a massive fan of that, the rest, I really only watch that stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a few Marvel things, but not really. Um, so Netflix is the one I'd probably go to even more uh, than that. Do you recommend anything on Netflix? One thing? <sighs> what did I watch recently? That was good. That's on Netflix. Uh, like you could watch The Office and Parks and Rec. They're just awesome. But what's something I'm just trying to think? Oh, yes, I do. Mindhunter. That show is awesome. That show is hands down one of my, like probably my favorite TV show of all time. Mindhunter. That is an awesome show. And I think it is a Netflix original. So I'll have to check it out. Um, oh, please do. Yeah. Vegemite. <laughs> Love it or hate it? Love it. Yeah. yeah and I, 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 get, I guess I get why people don't like it, but it is so good. And, um, and Vegemite Shapes. That, when that came out, that changed my life. <laughs> and what's your biggest conspiracy? <laughs> <laughs> When you gave me this question before, that was funny, but um, I've got it now. So I think uh, just the way the government works with the media is really strange and not clear to the public. Um, And I think that's kind of like the biggest thing. But when it comes to actual conspiracies like Flat Earth and all that, no, not a chance. Not a chance. I still think the Earth could be flat. Oh, mate. (laughs) Get out. Get out. (laughs) Um, Because you're a teacher, what's your favourite subject to teach? Yeah, so I think science. Science. I think it's really cool. It can be really fun, um, very factual, but also a lot of experimenting and working with the real world. And then I realized when I said that last time, I should have said music. But um, (laughs) I I genuinely like teaching science a lot more because I guess the elements of music that we teach are quite basic, even though they are, you know, important and, um, you know, to actually understanding it. I think if you're going to become a producer, learning that stuff early, great. But... um, it's not as hands-on, I would say, as um, science, which you actually work with real, you know, uh, formulas and, and um, 
you hypothesize and you you experiment and it's great yeah so science um before we wrap this up do you have anything to say to your ever-growing fan base i would say thank you so much for being around supporting like the support i've been getting recently has just been wonderful and the comments i've been getting about the new music is honestly heartwarming i've heard some comments that i've never heard before that i've just wanted to hear my whole producing career um so i'd say thank you and stick around because i've organized a lot i'm organizing and have organized a lot of stuff uh i'm more prepared this time i'm ready to go and i think it's going to be a good journey if you stick around and to anyone who isn't following you what do you have to say to them i would say i hope one time sometime soon that you uh hopefully get to know my music you can hear it um and hopefully connect with it in some way and if not i uh, just chat i like i don't mind just meeting people i don't mind if you're not a fan of my music like i just think the community the one great thing about bass music is we have like a really strong community very positive community reach out I'm, I'm happy to chat if you like some of the songs you don't know who i am you want to become a fan ask for one of the songs i'll give you a dub plate i'll give you a pre-release you know like i just want to get to know people i think that's a massive message i want to send out there and you should know this from before but where can we find you uh down below yeah all links down below <laughs> um what can we expect from you in the future do you have anything coming up yep definitely so in the future we've got a release ho hopefully happening in the next two weeks already started organizing the artwork for that with my um art, the artist that's been doing the uh carmelo monster his name is mania if you want to check him out he's really really talented um and then we've got merch coming in september which is fantastic it's going to be very high quality and um i think people are going to really enjoy it uh we've got a mix coming out hopefully in the next few weeks that i'll, I'll be doing this weekend actually um for bass oz who are an awesome awesome group that have been just pushing bass music in australia recently so i'm really really happy they asked me to do a mix for them uh and then more releases hopefully we'll see carmelo on a few labels soon so yeah that's that's what you can expect awesome does your little monster have a name or is it just carmelo yeah his name is carmelo yeah that is carmelo and what's with the sword oh well you just have to find out in the next release let's just say he uh he's going to be using that sword okay okay yeah. um few adventures thanks for coming on man Thank you for having me so much. It's been awesome.